You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Christian Speak Talk Radio is a non-profit ministry. We are dedicated to spreading the gospel of Jesus through our programs and special guests. We exist through the generous support of our listeners. If you are being blessed through this ministry and would like to give a love offering, go to our website and click on our donation page. Your donation will be processed through PayPal. Our prayer is that you may prosper, be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Christian Speak Talk Radio is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. So all of your gifts to this ministry are tax deductible. So go out to our website www.whenchristianspeak.com and click on our donation page. The love of Jesus has changed my life. I've seen his beauty and heard his word. trying to tell everybody that the gentleman that is with me on this video tonight is a young man that I have admired for a long time now. I'm going to go ahead and say your name, Ameka. Let me tell you, I, I thought that when I first met you, I thought, okay, well, I saw him playing the bass. And <laughs> You know, I'm saying, okay, well, you know what? I really like what, what you were doing with that bass, too. Then I find <laughs> out that you are a master of many instruments. <laughs> and and a, a little bit of me kind of got a little jealous because I'm like, well, wait a minute. Um, I'm still trying to learn how to play one instrument, and this man can play everything. But <laughs> what... I'm going to tell you, Emeka, what really connected me with you Thank was God. The, it, it, it's your, the presence, the smile on your face, and the joy of the Lord that I experienced with you, first as a musician, because you know like I know, 
that there are so many musicians that are just about, you know, uh, doing gigs, playing riffs, and they don't a bit more have any kind of understanding of Jesus Christ or the gospel. And they're just playing, they're like musicians for hire. But I knew that there was something different about you. And I even remember a time, if you don't mind me just kind of blabbering on for a minute, <laughs> where I guess you probably figured out I could sing a little bit and you get to smiling and I'd be like, okay, so I know I'm good because the man of God is smiling, <laughs> right? <laughs> but then, I but know. then, but, but, but look, but then what took it to the next level is that when I started to hang out with you guys on Sunday evenings, this was all before the pandemic. That's right. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm seeing a different guy that was uh, before me, <laughs> not, not the musician any longer, but I'm getting the gospel preacher, <laughs> evangelist, the worshiper. I'm getting the whole package and I'm going like to my wife. I'm saying, I didn't know he had all that in him. Wow. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't know either. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know, seriously, um, I knew that first Sunday that I hung out with uh, you and your wife, you know, because I believe if my memory serves correct, Y'all titled everything in uh, Evening with Christ. That is correct. That is very correct. Right. <laughs> you even invited me to do a little music. I was impressed that you even thought about me that way. <laughs> but what it's, I saw. It's, it's about him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I learned, I learned that um, because when uh, you got up there to that podium, I didn't know what to expect. By the time you were done, and I believe, if my memory serves correct, you were breaking down stuff in the book of Ezekiel, which was your way of actually putting forth a, a warning for those who do not understand the times that we were living at even then, and how through Ezekiel, God was making it very clear that the devil, Satan himself, is real and that Satan has a part to play in this plan of God and mm -hmm. that we need to be wary that he's not running around with a, a red suit with horns and a, a pitchfork, <laughs> but that he comes a different way. We also know through Ezekiel that every instrument in his original state was a part of him. That's right. And so, you know, so, you know, that we know that he uses music and he uses his uh, cunning and his guile to confound and confuse us into thinking that he's something that he's not. I remember you talking on these things. And so, when I started to hear that, I said, you know what? To my wife, I said, you know, Emeka, I think I could roll with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And and you blessed me before because a few years back, um, you graced uh, your presence uh, on my um, uh, podcast uh that was, you know, like an audio podcast that I, I'm doing through uh, When Christian Speak Talk Radio and the program that I have with Adoration. And you shared on that platform. And again, you blessed again. So tonight, my brother, I'm going to stop talking in a minute. But <laughs> I, just, I just need the people to understand that when they hear the name Mecca. Daisy. That's right. That they know that this is a man who is a man with one wife and only one wife that this is a man 
who is not only serious about the gospel of Jesus Christ, but he shows his faithfulness by taking care of those out there in the community who have less than. And I, I know you're out there in the streets and doing your thing and administering the truth. And they also know that you are a father, you are a worshiper, right. and you <laughs> are a servant of the most high God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm going to shut up now and, and at least allow you to say something. <laughs> all, all the glory belongs to him. Every Amen. glory belongs to him. Um, you know, uh, Apostle Paul says, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. So I can't take God's glory. Uh, you know, so um, if I'm anything in this time and season, it is the grace of God. So I, I can't but just give up God praise to um, to have allowed me to preach the gospel in this time because it's a privilege. It is truly a privilege. And to be used of God is not something anybody should take lightly. So I thank God he's using me in this time. And I pray, you know, that the grace of God will continue to impact people you know, uh, using my life and my gift, and his name will be glorified. So thank you for that introduction. <laughs> yes, sir. Did you notice? Did you notice? I didn't have a script. That was all inside. I uh, know. <laughs> and and, and, and I, I, I prayed. I said, Lord, what, what do I talk about today? He said, don't yeah. worry. I'll give you a word. So, Amen. Amen. <laughs> and I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you have that world. That word. Yeah. Excuse me. But <laughs> what I, I want to do, just real quick, because there's so much that's going on in our world right now. Yeah. We are literally seeing everything that we've read about in the Bible taking place. Taking place yeah. right now before our very eyes absolutely and i just wanted to, this is the only question i'm gonna really ask you tonight is what is your thoughts on what people that profess to be men and women of god what is it that we should be sharing with the people in this time day in this time oh my god uh, you know, this is this is the very question for the time. Uh, I spoke to uh, my brother Steve. You remember my brother Steve on the keyboard this evening? Yeah. <laughs> and um, he was, uh, you know, talking about a certain, you know, pastor or preacher. So I said, listen, I don't know him that much, but I know one thing for sure, that this season is not a season to be talking about prosperity, breakthrough. This is not a season to be talking about get, getting wealthy or success um, like before. This is not that time, you know, promotion, um, new job. I'm not saying those things are bad, but the season we're in is very uh, uh, perilous. This is a perilous time we're in. Um, there's never been a time such as this where every Christian should focus now on, I would say, wrapping things up. So right now, I told him my litmus, my litmus test for every preacher right now is, are you talking about righteousness? Are you talking about holiness? Are you talking about abstinence? Are you talking about walking according to the Holy Spirit? Are you talking about living the life in Christ? Actually living, not just talking the talk, but walking the walk. Because we've always had the talk, oh, I love the Lord, I love the Lord. What does it mean to love the Lord? Is it just to say it, you love the Lord, and then in your deeds you deny him? You know? So I, I can't understand how you can say you love the Lord, but... Obeying the Lord is difficult, you know? So you, if, if you're a preacher in this time and season, 
You're not talking about absolute obedience to the word of God. Because there's no getting around it. Absolute obedience to the word of God. And Jesus said, um, if you love me, keep my commandments. If yes. you love me, keep my commandments. And, and, and Nehemiah said to the Lord while he was praying, he said, he said Lord, you, you, you hear the prayer of those who keep your commandments, of those who love you. You know, I'm, not, I'm just paraphrasing you. I'm not really quoting it. But he was making reference to those who love the Lord as those who keep his commandments. And that, that, is very, it, it, that is in the very context which Jesus was saying. If you love me, keep my commandments. So if you're a preacher, you're not talking about these things, the commandments of Jesus Christ, keeping his commandments, you know, um, walking according to the Holy Spirit. I don't know what to tell you. This is what we should be dwelling on. The love of God. Practicing love in the Christendom. This is not time for dispute. This is not time to keep malice. But this is the time to, to unite in faith and grow in unity in Christ. To be of like mind in Christ. So... You know, if, if you're not talking about abstinence from sin, abstinence from sin, you know, all these messages of, you know, uh, he loves you, you know, he, he shed his blood for you and all that stuff. And yes, he did. He did that to set you free from those ways. And he did that to establish a new way for you, a new way of life. Now, That's right. Now leave your ways and follow him. Follow Amen. My, my sheep hear my voice and they follow him. So yes. Jesus will lead you to a nightclub. <laughs> Jesus is not <laughs> going to lead you to a joint spot. He's not going to lead you there. He's not going to lead you to a bar. No. The Holy Spirit will lead you in the part he has established. Hey, go preach the gospel. Yes. Life. Yes. No longer walk in darkness. He who follows me was walk in the light. Amen. Can, can, <laughs> can, can I throw one other word in there? Because this is the word that for me is, is critical for a believer. Because you throw out some good words there. Thank but God. there's another word. Repentance. Woo! I missed that one. Yeah, but that's okay. That's why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> because, because all the things that you shared, along with that word, you're absolutely correct. You know, we have spent, well, when I say we, preachers of the gospel, Yes. Have been too concerned about trying to pacify people with pretty messages. Yes. And that's why you get all these messages. Oh, well, Jesus loves you. God loves you. He forgives you. And, and, and those things can be true, but they fail to focus on the whole aspect of God. God is terrible when it comes to sin. He hates and despises sin. It cost him and, his life. That's what it cost him. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> so if we are not leading the sheep in repentance, reconciliation, salvation, yeah. baptism, communion, all these aspects of true godliness, then they are getting a counterfeit gospel. And that's why when they then hear the truth, like from men like yourself, it doesn't tickle their ears because the real truth does one or two things. It either makes you want more and more 
of God. Absolutely. Or it lets you know how far away you are from God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I don't, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be far away from God. Absolutely. Not now. <laughs> you know, um, you know, you know, talking about repentance now, um, most evangelicals don't think they should repent after their first repentance of giving their life to Christ anymore. So they, they think if you repent after you've given your life to Christ, it's like doing work. And no works can save us. No works can save us. So therefore, we don't have to repent. And, and that's some erroneous teaching. I don't know where they got that from, you know. But <laughs> this watered no. down gospel, I found out, you know, mostly comes from the mouth of Satan. Yes. A gospel like that can only come from Satan's mouth to tell you you don't need to repent. When in Revelation, all the churches in Revelation, are, are, with, with the exception of a few, Jesus told them to repent. Repent, repent, lest I come with my sword. Yes. Especially yes. Jezebel. He said, tell that Jezebel to repent, or that I'll kill her and her children with death and cast her on a sick bed if she doesn't repent. So here, is, here God is telling a witch, a witch operating with a witchcraft spirit in church, giving her the opportunity to repent. How gracious is that God? Mm, mm, so, mm. so how can you come and talk about repentance as, you know, work that cannot save when the Lord tells you when you uh, sin, you have to repent. Wow. wow. Get forgiveness. And he told Peter, Peter, when you have repented, strengthen your brethren. Strengthen them when you have repented. Because the Lord knows that there was about to be a shaking. He said, tonight, all of you will go your various ways. <laughs> of yes. course. Yes. He knew they were all going to be afraid. He said, but, and that's why he prayed for them. And he said, Peter, after you repent, strengthen your brethren. And he came and he strengthened Peter. Peter, do you love me? And got his affirmation three times to restore him back again. So the, the notion that repentance is, is irrelevant is very erroneous because the first announcement of the kingdom of God is repent. Yes. Yes. And be baptized for the remission of sins. Repent. Acts chapter 2, 38. <laughs> even, yes. even, even, even from John the Baptist. Yes. Even from John the Baptist, it was repent. Yes. It yes. Repent. So, yeah, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, um, and, you know, and, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned John the Baptist and all of that because John the Baptist understood the principle of repentance before. God had been officially, excuse me, before Jesus had been officially glorified by God. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, this is before the Jordan River. He, John the Baptist, the only thing that he could really baptize in is in uh, repentance of sin because he could yeah. not do it in the name of Jesus at that point because Jesus had not uh, come he, he into his glory. <laughs> Right. He's not being glorified. The name wasn't given. Right. You know, right. But, but but even still, even still, the 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 command was from God, like we acknowledge, and he was the forerunner announcing the gospel of Jesus Christ, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. His his call for repentance was very legit, very legit and very appropriate. Very legit, very appropriate, because when they asked Jesus, who are thou? Who are you? Are you are you he who is to come? Tell us. And he said, okay, I, I'll ask you a question, and if you answer me, I'll answer you. He said, John the Baptist, is he from God or is he from men? 
right? Yes. Yeah, because you know they're trying to get smart. They already asked John. He know he knows they already asked John, and John t told them, "I'm not he, but he who is coming after me." And That's when right. he came, and when he came, John told them, "This is he of whom I told you about that is going to baptize with the Holy Spirit. This is he." Yes. So that's why he asked them. So where is John from? And and they knew if they said from God, then they affirmed who he was. But they were that's there right. playing politics. Exactly. The point. The, the, the point of the matter is from the very beginning, repentance is the key foundation. Key foundation. Uh, Hebrews 6, 1 and 2 says the foundation. Repentance. Yes. Baptisms, yeah. resurrection yeah. of the dead. So you, you can't take away repentance. It's in the mix at all times. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, more scripture. You know, we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. Yes. If we all sin, then that means that we need to repent of that sin daily. So, so to your point, I, I you know, I, I want to answer the uh, question that you put out because you said you didn't know where that came from, but I actually do know where that comes from, my brother. Mm -hmm. You know where most of the things that fall outside of scripture, I do believe that Satan influences, but really it is the heart of mankind themselves that wants to do it an easier way. So we create a gospel that allows for our mistakes and our faults while condemning others who struggle with other things. So we end up being in a world where everybody has this concept of what is sin, what is not sin, who is God, who is God not. And we forget that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Absolutely. So there is no separation of who God is. And so anything that we do, even to creating denominations, that is a separation, a division, which to your point is definitely inspired by Satan himself because he comes to divide. He comes to kill, to steal, and to uh, destroy. You know, that's his purpose to wreak havoc over the world, especially those who profess Christianity. And so, when you get a preacher like yourself who's willing to stand tall and firm on the solid rock, the foundation which is in Christ, they can't understand you because it goes against their feelings, their wants, their Feel desires. Your good. good messages. Yes. <laughs> I want you to tell me how how Jesus will make me feel good, how he's going to heal me. Well, maybe it's not for you to be healed. And we have to be bold enough to say it. Everybody's not supposed to be healed. There are going to be people that, for the gospel's sake, will go through perilous times for the sake of the gospel. And we have to be real with people because Jesus told us himself that it's not that the world hates us, but the world hates him. <laughs> That's right. But if we are with him, the word tells us that we are to deny self, yes, sir. pick up our cross, uh -huh. and follow him. That's right. <laughs> Which means that, again, when you say things like to live is Christ, to die is gain. Yes. 
I don't know if people really understand what that means, but that means that if I have to take one for the team, then that's glorious. Absolutely. And, and, and just to support your point, you know, a lot of people think it's figurative. Yeah, of course, there's a figurative interpretation to that, but there's also a literal interpretation to that because all the apostles were martyred except for John, John the Revelator. But, yes. And, and, and Jesus told the apostles, uh, I think it was John and James uh, who were asking to sit by his side. And he said, he said to them, can you uh, uh, drink of the cup I'm about to drink and be baptized with the baptism about, I'm about to be baptized with? And, and we are baptized figuratively into his death, burial, and resurrection. Yes. Okay, so we identify with his death, burial, and resurrection. And what we also do is partake of it. By faith, we're partaking of the death, burial, and resurrection. Yes. We've received the baptism. Now, we may not necessarily literally receive the baptism of death like Jesus did. You know, if, if some of us may end up sleeping in the Lord, okay? But if some of us are going to go through some tribulations and maybe the great tribulation, I, I think is not too far from now when they're going to ask you to deny Christ or die. <laughs> deny Christ and live or as you know, uh, confess him and die. So what will you do? Will you deny Christ? So there comes a time when the literal confrontation of that scripture is before you because the time will come, and that time, I think, is now, when believers will be tested for their faith. Because we say we love God. Oh, I love Jesus. I love him. I can never deny him. Oh, you can't? Okay, I have a gun right here. Are you going to receive the mark, or we're going to take your son? What are you going to do? You know, I'm just using that as an example. I know, I, I understand, and, and I agree with you. So when I think about that, um, I, I, I do take it literal. I think that we have to be willing to put our lives on the line if it comes to that point where we're asked to deny Christ or to take the mark or to compromise the gospel in any way. You know, here's the funny thing, Ameka, that I'm really worried for those who profess Christ because most people that profess Christ, they can't get past being uh, name called. <laughs> so if they can't even deal with being name called, what's going to happen? When there's a machete against their neck or a a a, a gun your head. on their head, you know, you know, it's, it's, I, it's I, I don't play around with that. It's already happening in the Middle East. It's happening yeah. in the Middle East. They're they're beheading Christians. They're uh, uh, shooting uh, a lot of Christians in the head. In northern Nigeria, a testimony that I witnessed, okay, the, the guy actually did come to the U.S. to do face surgery. I don't know if you ever heard about that guy. Mm -mm. Um, he, he was a Christian in northern Nigeria. Okay. And Boko Haram ransacked their village, you know, took over the village, came into his house, pointed a gun at him in front of his children. The gun was to his face, right? His, his wife and children were right there. And he was a Christian. And they said, are you a Muslim? He said, no, what are you? I'm a Christian. He said, we'll let you leave. Deny Christ. And we will not kill you. And we'll let your children live. And he said plainly, I can never denounce Jesus. 
and they shot him in the face. And he died on the spot. He said when he died, that his spirit left his body. And while his spirit was about to depart, he said Jesus came in front of him. And Jesus told him, because you did not deny me, I will send you back to give a message to the rest of the Christians in your state. Because what they are doing is telling people to deny him that they will let them leave, but they are lying. Because after you deny him, they not tell you, you have denied Christ, so now you are going to hell. So they know exactly what they're doing. So even after you deny, they still kill the person, and because they've denied him, he can't save them. So he says, go back and tell them not to deny me, because I will save them even if they kill them. <laughs> and his body that was lifeless, after Bokram left, his body was lifeless, his face was in full of blood, and his spirit came back to his body, and he started moving. His wife and children were in absolute confusion, and they picked him up, took him away from that place, went to the hospital. Half of his face was blown off. So this is to tell you that this is a miracle. Half of his face was blown up. Half of the bone of his face was blown off. So how can a man like this live if this is not the hand of God? So there was literally no bone. So when they took him to a nearby hospital, the, the doctors just used um, bandages to bandage his face, you know, so that it is padded up and all that, you know, stop the bleeding, treat the wound. And that was not the end of the miracle. The, the next day, when they unwrapped his face to look at the nature of the wound, lo and behold, there were bones on his face. <laughs> and the Whoa. doctors were like, we have never seen a thing like this. So if Whoa. that is not the hand of God, so my, you know, like you said, the, 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 um, the profession of faith in Christ one day could be confronted literally. One day. So yeah. it, it is not... It is not just, oh, I love Christ. We have to understand that if we partake in his sufferings, we partake in his sufferings by faith. Yes, 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 yes. Fellowship of his suffering. Yes, if we partake by faith and yes. we partake of his death by faith. Yes. And we proclaim his death even when we partake of the Holy Communion. Exactly. Exactly. So what makes you think you can't necessarily face that, you know, that tested? You may be confronted with it, you know? So I, I give you an instance. I don't know if the account is true. I don't know if the account it was a, 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 a movie on uh, Peter, you know, you okay. know some of these historic um, uh, accounts that were not necessarily in the Bible. You know, people think is accurate because Peter was executed in Rome. Right. So in Rome, it was said that Peter, they helped him to escape. And he was trying to escape out of Rome. And because they were crucifying Christians in Rome at that time. So when he escaped, the account was that he saw Jesus on his way out of Rome. And Jesus walked past him. And was walking back to Rome. And he said to Jesus. He said Jesus where are you going? He said I'm going back to Rome. To be crucified yet one more time. With my saints. And Peter turned back. And the folks who were leading him out. Saw him turning back. And they asked him. Say, Peter come on we're going. Peter said no. That the Lord wants him back. In Rome. And he went in Rome. And he was crucified. And he was crucified upside down. So we know this. The story so right I, I can't necessarily verify but I, if you ask me i think that story i think it's true well i, I let me let me put it this way because i don't know whether it's true or not but i would say that if that did happen with what peter knew he definitely would have gone back oh yeah <laughs> he would have that gone i know 
<laughs> that I know because because you know, like I know, um, the moment that Peter understood when when the the Lord questioned him, this is before the crucifixion. You love me. Who do you say that I am? Oh yes. Who do you say that and, I am? <laughs> yes, and he said, "You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God." <laughs> And Jesus says to him, you know, only the Holy Spirit can reveal, that, can reveal to that to you. So even though, again, Peter fell short at the crucifixion, it had to be Peter that would stand up in Acts. That's right. Okay. Because that was repentance. Yes. And he could not forget the lesson that he learned through the uh, through the crucifixion and take that into a new testament situation that's right and repeat that mistake that's how i know whether it was fictional in the movie or not i know that if that circumstance had presented itself he would have definitely gone back yes yeah absolutely he would have gone back because you know he he has learned, like you said, from um, Acts of the Apostles. I, I think it was Acts chapter ten or eleven, when uh, the the Holy Spirit laid down a sheet full of animals and said, "Peter, kill and eat." Right. <laughs> he said, "Lord, not me. I can't eat anything unclean." And he said, "No, anything I call clean, you cannot call unclean." And yes. And, and Peter has known the voice of the Lord. So he knows, you know. And when the Lord bade him to go with the men, say, I've sent them, go with them. So, yes, you, you, you're very right that when he, when he saw Jesus go back, if, if the account was, in fact, accurate, that, yes, that would have been Peter. Absolutely. You know? Because, when, when, again, when, when somebody from the shore said, hey, children, do you have any, have you caught any fish when Peter went up fishing? <laughs> <laughs> he went up fishing, right? And, and, and he said, no, we don't have any fish. It's okay, cast it to your, you know, to the other side. And the miracle repeated again. And Peter, like, okay, no, this got to be the Lord. <laughs> he got to be the Lord. <laughs> exactly. And 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 then you know what? Um, going back to the vision. It even, you know, this is where people like yourself, like me, those of us that are not Jewish, we ought to really rejoice because that was the uh, another confirmation that we as Gentiles could share in the glorious future with yes. God. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Because that was that was not so important about food that was about the inclusion of gentiles as the adopted sons and daughters of yes. the most high god Absolutely. and and you know he's about the house of uh, uh, the house of cornelius right that's right that's okay. right that's <laughs> right okay that's right so you know Basically, the book of Acts follows Peter, follows Paul, and in both cases, the entranceway for us to come into the family it's of right. faith. Yes. And, and we shouldn't sleep on that because that is so critical. And I'll even say this, man of God. One of the ministries that we're all missing out on is we really need to go back and have some conversations with the um, Orthodox Jewish community hmm. that is still in denial. Yes. Because you can read Romans 10 and Romans 10, where Paul is literally addressing the Church of Rome yes. um, and, and, and pleading that. In order for Israel to be saved, I've got to make Israel jealous by blessing the Gentiles so that 
the, so Israel will look upon the Gentiles and, and wonder, why is it that they are prospering? Why is it that they are overcoming? And it will point right back to Jesus. It, it, you know, you know, Paul was talking to, he was talking to the Jewish community in Rome, and he was laying it down saying, man, our whole ministry was made to bless the, the, the Jews who are still in denial that there's still some that can make it. Absolutely. You know, and I know this personally because where I live right now is mostly a Jewish community. And I'm going to tell you, my brother, they can hear me when I'm doing music, when I'm preaching, they can hear. And many have responded favorably to the word of God, whether it's preached or whether it's in song. And it, it, it just affirms in me that we don't really understand our whole mission it's not just to seek and to save that which was lost, but that lost also includes his original chosen. Hmm. The apostles. Yeah. Apostles. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, when you finish, I'm going to throw in a scripture to support Go that. for it. Go for it. Okay. So, you know, you, you talked about um, Romans 9, uh, 10. Romans, Romans 10, 10, where Apostle Paul talks about. The Jewish people being cut off and we being grafted in and said they are the original branches. If they repent from their own belief, they could be grafted in back. So that's all the condition, the condition. If they repent, they can be grafted in. And we who are here now, we must continue in the good. Otherwise, we're going to be cut off. So, I mean, this is just. You know, for those who teach that easy gospel of it doesn't matter what you do, this is telling you it does matter what you do. Yeah. Let me read that scripture. Yes, please. Um, okay. Romans 11. Okay, and okay. if some of the branches, I, I read from verse 17, Romans 11 from verse 17, and if okay. some of the branches were broken off and you being a wild olive tree were grafted in among them and with them become a partaker of the root and fatness of the olive tree. 18. Do not boast against the branches, but if you do boast, but if you do boast, remember that you do not support the root, but the root supports you, which is Christ. Yes. You will say then branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Well said. Because mm. unbelief, because of unbelief, they were broken off. And you stand by faith in Christ because you believe in Christ. You stand by faith. Do not be hurty, but fear. 21. Yes. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he may not spare you either. Okay. Therefore, consider the goodness and severity of God. Goodness and severity of God. On those who fell, severity. But toward you, goodness, if you continue in his goodness. Okay. Otherwise, you also will be cut off. See that? Mm -hmm. You also will be cut off. So, so the fact that we've been grafted in is because we believe. We accepted him. As many as receive him, uh, 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 to them he gave the power to become sons. So now we are sons. Yes, but, right. But you're not just now just going to be son by title. You're going to live as a son. Yes. You're going to act like a son. And by act, I don't mean pretend kind of acting. I mean truly living the life to act according to the word of God. So, yes. so here, you know, the, 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 the whole reason why the Jewish people were cut off was because of their unbelief, disobedience, rebellion. Yeah. And the, co the covenant was broken. So the, the notion that we also can live in rebellion and disobedience 
is absolutely false because this is also a new covenant. And this covenant is actually even higher than that covenant. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because this one is by a very eternal blood, a more precious blood. Not by animals, not by booze. That's right. By God himself. So this is a higher covenant, you know, that we can't play with. That's right. So, yes. Go, go ahead. Let, let me, let me, so you, you were in Romans 11. Let me read Romans 10. Okay. okay. At the very first verse, it says, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel. Hmm. Is that they might be saved. Saved, yes. Okay, so listen to this. For I bear record, I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Yes. That's talking right to your point, okay? Yes. Listen to this, verse three. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness mm. have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Mm. Last one I'm gonna read. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Mm. So you could literally marry what you just read in Romans 11 to what I just read. Yes. And, and it paints a picture that shows how critical it is for us to understand that Jesus Christ is what we say the end all that be all. <laughs> and, that, and that only through Jesus Christ, can we be saved? Can we be redeemed? Can we be made free? Absolutely. Yes. And, you know, again, the, it's, it's a beautiful thing to just be able to open up the scriptures and the scriptures never lie. Ooh. It doesn't. They don't. They don't lie. Doesn't. So look here. I we have gone way longer on this than I thought we would. <laughs> I can stay right here all day. I know, I know. I should have known that when I set this up. So I'm gonna, I'm going to really be quiet now because I gave you an assignment. Yes. And I'm getting ready to let you operate in your gift. This concludes part one of my interview with Emeka Daisy. Join us in the month of April as we bring part two of our conversation where Brother Emeka breaks open the word of God and blesses all of us. Have a great evening and may God bless you abundantly. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you. About making your life easier. About extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330. Or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.